Welcome to the Refuge City Church Midweek Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Thrower, the lead pastor of Refuge City Church. So let's get into Sunday Sermon. This was Sunday Sermon. Well, welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Last week we were on vacation in uh, California. I'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but first, I want to get into uh, what I did not mention this past Sunday. Um, I want to t- talk about the word contentment that we found in Philippians chapter 4, uh, in particular verse 11 and 12. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. Uh, verse 12 says, I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. The word contentment is autarkes. It gives the idea that we have just enough without being in need or aid or support. Paul is in prison. He's not rich. He ain't married. His circumstances are wildly out of his control. And yet he says, I can rejoice. I'm content. I have all that I need. And right off the cuff, this tells us something massively important, that our contentment Um, is never an issue of having or not having enough. Proverbs 30, 7 through 9, kind of reinforces this idea of contentment. Two things I ask of you, O Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. So give me what I need, only that I may be found content in you. So being content with what you have now is a good thing, and it's what God wants for you. In fact, Paul says the key and secret to learning contentment is found in Christ Jesus. But the problem is that we have earthly discontentment. Our culture is telling us to be content, right? They're telling us how we're supposed to look, how to have effortless relationships, Um, never-ending supply of money, all the toys and gadgets you're supposed to have, exotic travels we're supposed to go on to complete our bucket list. These things create discontentment in our life and creates a hunger for the exotic, the cool, the sexy, and the glamorous. And listen, I'm not against stuff. I think we ought to enjoy the blessings of God now, live in them now, be satisfied with what He has given you, and use it for His glory. But... Don't elevate stuff to a place that will only disappoint you in the end. So I think we get that the secret to contentment is found in Jesus and that the things of this world will not satisfy us, or at least I hope we get that. Um, But here's the question I want to ask and something I wasn't able to get into uh, this past Sunday. Are we supposed to be spiritually content? Um, In a sense, yes, but in another sense, no. Yes, we are content or satisfied in Christ, But are we to be content in our growth with Christ? No. So yes, Jesus satisfies us, but we should never be in a state where we're on cruise control with him. Worldly discontentment, wrong. Spiritual discontentment, good. Because spiritual discontentment says that I refuse to believe that we will always be in a, I don't know, traumatic funk or spiritual funk. Spiritual discontentment says, I refuse to believe that you will always be in your addiction, or I refuse to believe that we've reached the pinnacle as a church. Or Because you see, our hunger for Jesus should never wane off. 
Isn't that what John rebukes the church of Ephesus for in Revelation? You've lost your first love. Here's what I'd encourage you to do. Regardless of how old you are, you haven't made it yet. If we have breath in our lungs, God is still working in us, and our growth in Him should never stop. We should never be found, let's let's say, a church service, and the preacher's preaching something that he's probably preached before. <clears throat> Not guilty of that. Actually, I am. Um, and say, oh, I've heard this before, or, or maybe you've heard a pastor, a different pastor, preach from the same passage, and you say that, oh, I've heard this before. We should never be in a point where we do that. Instead, we should be saying, I needed that reminder. We should never be at a point in our spiritual journey where we think we've arrived as a spiritual elitist, lest God knock us off our high horse and we find ourselves stuck in a pile of horse manure. And now our topic of the week. Probably seen a lot on the vaccination, the mask debate, especially um, things are kind of going a little southward um, with the whole COVID and in the realm of COVID. Um, I want to offer a different perspective on some things that I've that I've been reading. Um, people out there saying that uh, people who don't vaccinate or people who don't wear masks are meemaw killers and they only care about themselves or how the non-vaccinated people, they don't love Jesus because they aren't loving their neighbor. Um, most of this is coming from celebrities, um, news folks, but I really want to focus on the pastors who are saying this type of stuff. This is mainly a rebuttal uh, to a post I actually saw from a pastor. Um, I won't mention his name. So allow me to offer a different perspective without you thinking I'm some conspiracist or some right-wing nutjob. Although I am probably a nutjob, but anyway. I know many who are vaccinated, and I know many who are not. Uh, From the perspective, though, of those who are not, I kind of get it. Think back when all this COVID stuff started. We were told that there was no way that the virus could have leaked out of a lab, and you were silenced if you voiced your opinion about it on social media. No, it's the bats, they said. Um, Until earlier this year, those same people who told us that the virus was in no way leaked out of the lab, they're now saying, well, actually... um, Anyway, we were told not to wear a mask by Emperor Fauci. But even the World Health Organization said in April of 2020... That you can wear a mask, but evidence of it working is actually lacking. Um, We were told that the way out of this mess is to get a vaccine that isn't quite yet FDA approved. We also heard then candidate Vice President Kamala Harris tell everyone she wouldn't get the Trump vaccine. And since the vaccine is rolled out, many of us did indeed take the shot. And good for you. Uh, But wait. Now the vaccinated are required to wear a mask, and there are now edicts in New York City that are requiring all indoor restaurants, gyms, etc. to require vaccines in order to be served. In fact, in the Atlantic magazine, they said that the unvaccinated should bear the brunt of future COVID deaths. So let's just be clear. I can completely understand where the unvaccinated people are coming from. We've been on this roller coaster with COVID. And there are no signs of anyone coming off. So where do we go? What do we do? Are the non-vaccinated people meemaw killers? Do they hate Jesus? And do they really hate their neighbors? On the flip side, because I know I'm sure many of my right-wing folks are excited to hear me say these things, many anti-vaxxers believe it's some mark of the beast. I just say to you that your eschatology is completely warped. Seems like, and I think here, here's the answer to, to what is going on, seems like we could use a little civility in our world today. And can I just suggest 
that it is okay to question things. I mean, out of all the things I just listed, I think it's okay to question things. It's okay to also listen to your doctor. Somewhere down the road of the past decade, we've forgotten that asking questions is actually okay. Um, Let me give you an example of how this has gone wrong. Um, There's a certain three-year-old. His his learning daycare center recently told the parents that uh, the young students, uh, the, the kids two and up, will be required to wear a mask. That's right, you heard me. Two and up will be required to wear a mask. Um, it sounds like our day, <clears throat> excuse me, it sounds like that daycare is turning into the likes of Washington, D.C., New York City. Despite the fact that the World Health Organization website strongly recommends that children under five should not wear a mask because they could suffocate and it also could cause major barriers with their developmental skills. So the said parent just simply asked questions and was viewed as some Meemaw hater, or, you know, some selfish conspiracist. Again, I say it's okay to ask questions. So let me get to all the point of this because I feel like I'm rambling. Anyway, my point is it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be concerned about taking something that's not FDA approved, especially if you have underlying medical issues. It doesn't make you a meemaw hater or a right wing conspiracist. It just means you have legit questions. So back to how I started this uh, long rant, and I apologize. Um, if you're a pastor, and I'll speak to them because I is one, you're not a medical professional, unless I guess you are. But since you likely are not, stop acting like one. Instead of telling your church that if you don't take the vax or wear your mask, you're a killer, just encourage them. Encourage them to talk to their doctor or an actual medical professional. And for those pastors out there telling your congregation that taking the shot is equal to taking the mark of the beast, I'd encourage you to stop listening to Tim LaHaye and stop watching all those dumb Left Behind series. Those are terrible places to get your eschatology. Let's get back to where we can have conversations with civility and being a culture where it's okay to ask questions. Finally, in this section of gratitude, I'd like to express my gratitude to the state of Utah. That's right, the state of Utah, the beautiful state of Utah. Um, I mentioned earlier in this podcast that my family and I, we went on vacation last week and um, we went to California Um, and we went to the beaches, which don't get me wrong, the beaches on the West Coast are spectacular. But the policies of the tyrannical leaders have left that state in quite the mess. Um, Rundown cities, homelessness, trash everywhere, incredibly high prices for everything, including a $400 visit to the zoo. Who encouraged me to raise my thermostat to 78 degrees in the summer so I could save the ice from melting for the polar bears or something like that? In fact, California ranks the second most expensive state to live in, and they're just barely behind Hawaii at number one. So I just say this. Um, I, this is supposed to be gratitude. It sounds like a complaint, but I have a point. Um, next time you complain about high gas prices, high food costs, high housing costs, remember, you could be living in Sodom. I mean, I mean California. All right, if you're still listening to this podcast, thank you so much. You've made it to the end of today's midweek podcast. Hey, you can learn more about us at refugecitychurch.com. Also find us on Facebook at Refuge City Church or on that gram, y'all, at Refuge Cedar City. Until next time, bye-bye.